working it out. No matter what situation you're in, he's working it out for your good, for your purpose. He's molding you and shaping you to look more like Jesus Christ. Give God some praise in the house. Wherever you may be, give God some praise because he is worthy. He is worthy of all the praise. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hallelujah. We are continuing on in our series of the 23rd Psalm. Amen. This is Psalm, Psalm 16. We're going to be looking at verse 5 and 6 this morning. We're coming out of the Amplified, and we're going to put our finger on verse 6. It reads as such in our hearing. Surely only goodness and mercy and God's unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. That's it. Let's just deal with that. Amen. Father, even now as we come, we ask that you give empowerment your anointing, your wisdom. Lord, allow me just to be an instrument of your glory that you may glorify yourself. So, Lord, have your way. Speak even now. Speak to your people. Lord, have your way. Even now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. As we've been journeying through the 23rd Psalm, I hope you realize that this has been an expression, an illustration of the Christian life. Amen. That you realize that it's us walking with Christ and Christ walking with us. That you realize that, that God is walking you through your ups, your downs, your ins, your outs. That he's always there in spite of your circumstances, in spite of what may be going on around you. And he is trying to get us to trust him. You know, with any journey, there's a destination. Your destination is, is to become more like Christ, to be used like God, to get closer to him in relationship where you may learn to delight in him and him delight in you. Many times our perspective is wrong. We, we, we count God's faithfulness and goodness by what's going on around you. But, but listen, your circumstance does not determine how faithful God is. Hallelujah. Because real faith says, I've been through enough, I've seen enough, that I know that regardless what I got to go through, God's going to come see about me. So I, I know that I'm going to wait on him till my change come. I know that God is up to something. And though he hasn't explained it to me, I know that God is working it out in my favor. And if he's not working on something on the outside, he's working on me on the inside. And when he gets done and the fire 
fire comes down. I'm coming out as pure gold. Are you there today? In your journey with Christ, have you come to the place that though you may cry sometimes, though you may whine sometimes, but at the end of the day, you stand flat-footed and say, Lord, I trust you. I know too much about you to doubt you now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, God has always wanted more than anything else. This thing has been that we get to know him, his character, his heart, that, that, that is so sure in our knowing that regardless of anything else, we know he won't let us down. If you got right perspective, if you got right expectation, now, 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 now you feel like God let you down if you got the wrong perspective. Sometimes we feel like he let us down when, when our wait time seems too long. But, but we have to submit to what God is doing. Look at our verse this morning. Look at verse 6. It starts off that David says, surely, not maybe, not perhaps. It is a word of knowing. In his life journey, in his experience with Christ, through all the ups and downs, through, through the valley experience, through, through, through the trouble experience, through the hurt and pains of his life, David has now had enough but God experiences. He has had enough where God intervened, where God stepped in, where God overflowed, that he said, in spite of... Whatever the devil can throw at me, in spite of what people may say, in spite of my current circumstance, I know I am certain, surely. If he is allowing his past experience to get him faith for his future experience. Y'all need to hear me this morning. Listen, God never told us to have blind faith. You won't find that in the Bible. It may be faith that you can't calculate on a calculator. It may be faith that your neighbor can't see. But God will always give you enough handful of blessings that give you evidence of his goodness and his attention towards you. Let me explain what I'm talking about. We're, we're coming out of the book of Ruth where, where Ruth is this Gentile who comes back home to Israel with Naomi. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Listen, in this story what happens is uh, Naomi's uh, husband have died. Her two sons have died. And, and, and Ruth is her daughter-in-law. They come back and they are poor. They don't have nothing. They didn't, they didn't have anything. And, and what they would do to poor people would find a rich person field where the workers was gleaming wheat or barley and they was able to pick up the, that which been left, the scraps, the leftover, that which fell 
to the ground. Y'all got me. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. Here is this, 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 this Gentile Ruth who have now come to saving faith in the Lord, not in God the Father, because this is Old Testament, but She's in the bloodline of Jesus showing that Jesus has some Gentile blood in him showing us that the purpose of her being in the bloodline of Jesus was to show us that God wants to save everybody. Hallelujah. You know, God is always a God of purpose and intent. God is always up to something and we may not see it. So you're talking about the poorest of poorest. We're talking about two widow women that's at the lowest part of the totem pole. The only thing that was lower than them was slaves. And here they are allowed to, to, to pick up that which the workers left. Boaz is a type of Jesus. He is the owner, owner of the field and he is Ruth Kinsman Redeemer. Did you know that Jesus is your Kinsman Redeemer? Yeah. Hallelujah. He can restore everything you lost. Don't you know that Boaz, when he saw Ruth instantly, he fell in love with her? That Listen, there's some things God, I take that back, Everything God orchestrates when you're walking in his footsteps. Everything. God will orchestrate the steps. He will order your steps. He will show you which way to go. He will whisper behind your ear and tell you, don't go to the right, don't go to the left. God will order the things in your life. Listen, it wasn't by accident. You being here today, the things that brought you, the things that kept you, some of you felt like it was an accident. Your blessings are never an accident. It was ordered by the Lord. What God will do will give you handful of blessings to keep you engaged and walking by faith. Let me explain. Let me, let me, can, can, I, can I dig in this a little bit more? What Boaz told the workers, he said, for Ruth, leave extra. Make sure that her hands are full to overflow. There was a lot of people that was working. There was a lot of people that was trying to, but, but, but there was destiny on Ruth. There was purpose for Ruth. God had something for her. So watch this. So, so God moved on Boaz so that Boaz would give favor to Ruth and as she came to get weak, she walked away with more than anybody else. Favor's not fair. Hallelujah. I, I want to know today, is there anybody in here where God has made a way out of nowhere? That you recognize that he was dropping handful of blessings with your name on it. Somehow it worked out. You went to the store to get something and you found the last one. It was like it was waiting on you. They gave you the sale price before the sale began. Do you think it just happened? God will show you over and over and over again that he's with you. Is it that Judas could spend three years with Jesus over
power through he is. And he, the, the anointing worked through him. The anointing worked for him. He saw the miracles of Jesus, but it did not enter his heart. Could God be blessing you and you not seeing the illumination of his goodness? Is it that you are so bent on the negative that you don't see the positive? Many times I have met people who are stuck on complaining. They complain so much and don't recognize how blessed they are. Don't recognize that God is working things out. They, they rather believe in the negative than God's handful of blessing. I would say to today that if you don't recognize how he's working in your life, he may not change your circumstances, but he's in the midst of your storm. He's in the midst of your trouble. He's in the midst of your situation. And right there, God is dropping handfuls to let you know I haven't left you I haven't forsaken you I'm with you God will open up those people will come to you you know what's so amazing about God he'll do it right in front of your enemies <laughs> he'll do it right in the folks that think you're foolish for trusting listen well folks don't know when you're walking in faith you're not walking by blind faith God has done enough in your personal life that you know it's him that's keeping you see some folks take take your story they can't understand your story if you told it to them it wouldn't do nothing anyway so you might as well be quiet or speak to someone who knows the hand and working and the principles of God when you know the principles of God you can tell them you know what God just did he did this I, but, but yet you still your problem but he's giving me something to hold on to in the midst of my storm he's working it out in the midst of my situation he's fixing the little things so if he's fixing the little things I know he's taking me where he promised me where I'm going I keep on telling you you need to have a promise on the table you need to have something to hold on to and no matter how long it takes God is dropping handfuls of blessings little blessings to keep you until he takes you where he has for you Lord, help us to understand this. Listen, 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 listen. What we don't understand is one of the most quoted and referred to texts in the Bible describes the character of God. The character of God. Exodus 34, 5 and 7. Moses have asked God, show me your glory. You know, a lot of times we think that, that it's going to be this light, this, this tremendous thing. You couldn't take God's brilliance if he showed it to you. And none of us could take it. God is just that far and beyond. Transcendent means far and beyond 
anything we can imagine, anything we have ever seen. God is transcendent. You can't even imagine it. You can't wrap your mind around it. That is beyond understanding that if God was to expose himself to us, it would kill us because he is just that, ooh, he is just that God. <laughs> let's go on, let's go on. So, so God comes down in a cloud and knows that he proclaims his name. He proclaims his character because his, his, his name is based on his character. His glory is based on his character. His outward shining is based on who he, who he is. Listen, when you know who he is, you know there's no failing in him. You know that he's merciful. The Lord passed by him and the Lord proclaimed the Lord, the God. He's merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in good. He, what he's saying, he says, I am, I want to bless you. I want to pour out on you. This is my heart towards you. Notice that, 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 that he begins with what is most prevalent about him. What is the, the main part of who he is? He's merciful. He's good. He's gracious. He wants to bless. But many of us got the wrong picture of God. For years, we've been having the wrong picture of God. Preachers have preached the wrong picture of God. Yes, he's holy. But notice what he proclaims first. And in the Hebrew, the way they would do, they would start with what was most president, what was most evident in him. And he started with, I'm a God that wants to bless you. I'm a God that wants to be merciful towards you. Matter of fact, I, I, I am compassionate. And what that Hebrew word says, I am carrying you in my womb. I got you. David is saying, based on my experiencing of this, of my but God's experiences, I'm sure, I know he's going to be with me in my future. I don't know what's going to come with a pandemic. I don't know what's going to come with the pandemic and the economic. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm sure one thing, he who loves me, he got me. I know him for myself. I know he's going to walk me through whatever life throws at me. And he's greater than my problems. So though I may have to cry sometimes, it's all right because I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying right here. He brought me this far so I know he's going to carry me through. That's where God is trying to get us in our faith and confidence. Listen, 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 listen. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, faith is the substance. You know what this is saying? He said, your faith has substance. God will show you enough for you to place your faith in who he is. So don't ever make somebody make you feel silly about your faith. 
What it is that they can't see what you see. They haven't experienced what you experienced. God is not asking us to have blind faith, but no, I, I got, I got, I got, I got handful of blessings where He don't walk me to this place in my faith. I have experienced my God experience. I have seen God step in. I've seen God show up. You, you ought to have a testimony. He said, even when the devil accuses you in Revelation chapter twelve, He said that we overcome the devil by our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. You ought to have a testimony. You ought to be able to say, I can go back years in my life and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Maybe you don't see how good he is, but don't tell me he hasn't been good to me. I got evidence. Is there anybody in the room got evidence? Is there anybody in the room got substance? That your faith stands on a rock and that rock is Jesus. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, he wants us to recognize his hand in our life over and over and over again. You know what I realized? The more I recognize it, the more I bless him. The more I'm thankful. The more I'm grateful. The more that, that no matter what the circumstances is, I look for his hands. When I go into the hospital and I don't know what I'm facing and I don't know what the person is going through, I, I, before I get into the room, I'm asking, Lord, show me your hands. Allow me to be able to show them where you are in this situation. I'm called in a lot of times for one reason, for one reason, to show them where God is in their situation. So it's critical for my spiritual eyes to be open. And as I listen to their story, as I listen to what they're going through, what they've been through, I am listening to God saying, here I am. There I am. Don't you see me over here? Don't you know that was me? You need to ask God, open my eyes that I may see you in what appears to be negative. You know, you know we like to take selfies. If you take a spiritual selfie of yourself, if you look clear in the background, God is always in the background of your selfie. Always. If you're his, he always, he said, no, how does he say, I will never leave you, not forsake you. He said, I've come to make my abode with you. You know what he's saying? He said, I'm always with you. Whether you feel me, whether you see me, I'm right where you are because you are mine and I won't separate myself from you. In fact, I got you in my hands and nobody or nothing can snatch you out of my hand. You ought to be shouting on that. You ought to be saying hallelujah. You ought to be saying thank you. David shows us in Every phase of life through the 23rd Psalm, his shepherd was before him. His shepherd went before him, preparing the situation before he got there. Good, bad, and different.
difference. There's only one person I know in scripture that was God that God forsake, and that was Jesus Christ. That's why on the cross he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the reason why he forsake Jesus, who is our kinsman redeemer, that God became us to redeem us, is that he became sin for us. So therefore, God, holiness, judged Jesus so he don't have to judge you. And when you are in Jesus, he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He may correct you, but he won't judge you as far as condemnation. Somebody say, I'm covered by the blood. I'm covered by his mercy. Regardless what the devil throws at me, I'm covered and I know I'm covered. See, there ought to be some knowing in your relationship with Jesus. Listen, you ought to know you're more than victorious. You ought to know he got you. You ought to know greater is the Holy Spirit in you than the devil in the world. You ought to know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. You ought to know that you're favored and highly blessed. You ought to know that God's not through blessing you yet. You ought to know that God's going to make a way out of nowhere. You ought to know that God got a plan, a purpose for your life. You ought to know that God's going to work it out. You ought to know that no, more, no matter how long it takes, he's going to fulfill his promise to you. You ought to know that the devil can only do so much and when God says sit down, the devil got to sit down. You ought to know, you ought to know, you ought to know, you ought to know. Based on what? Based on the handful of blessings he has already deposited in your life. Hasn't he done it? Sometimes you need to sit back and look over your life. You ought to review. I tell people, you ought to write down the prayers that he answered, the miracles he has done. You ought to keep a notebook of your but God experience that when the devil is, is at you hard, you can read through that book and encourage yourself. Oh, you ought to have enough but God experience that you can encourage yourself. Uh, you ought to be able to say, I know he's with me because I remember when God did that. Over there, he did that. So if he did all that then, he's going to be with me now. And if he's with me now, I know he's going to walk me in my future. He's up to something. Did you know that Boaz... After giving her handful of blessings, she went and told Naomi, and Naomi said, he's your kinsman redeemer. That he will not hesitate, but he's going to redeem you. He's going to take you as his bride. Sit back and rest. Listen to this. Listen to this. She says, sit back and rest. And know that what he has determined to do, he's going to be busy doing it. Oh, shut your mouth. Oh, what, what are you telling me? He said that once he promised and you're trusting him, no matter what it is, sit back and take your rest. Keep on praising him. Keep on thanking him. Keep 
lifting up holy hands. Do it in, 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 in faith in him. You know why I realized I can't even trust me. Thank God my faith is not dependent on me. It's God that's faithful. It's God that is able. It's God that is true. See, all he wants me to do is depend on his character. Listen, even if you fall, the Bible says the righteous man falls seven times, but faith picks him up. Won't God pick you up? Won't God make a way out of nowhere? Here David is a man who chases God's heart, and he Relationship. He said, Lord, I need you. And the Bible said that he fulfilled his purpose in his generation. My brothers and sisters, that's what this is really all about. Hallelujah. Hey, I, I, I hear something. What do you hear? I hear him saying, it was good for me that I was afflicted. Psalms 119, he said, because I learned God's statue, his ways, his heart in my struggle. I recognized that I needed him. I had nobody to run to, but in my running to him, he taught me something. He showed me something. Show you more of himself. Listen, we don't search for him on the mountaintop because we think we're good. But let the bottom fall out. Let all hell break loose. Let it be that your mama and your daddy and nobody else can help you. I, 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 I bet you that's weird. You got for real in your praise. See, anybody can praise him on top of the mountain. But when all hell breaks loose, when you don't have nothing else but God, won't he show up? Didn't he show up? Didn't God step in? Didn't he show you more of himself? Didn't he tell you, I got you. You are mine. I'm not going to let nothing happen to you. Just walk with me and talk with me and let me direct you in your way. Somebody else said, Lord, I lean not onto my own understanding, but in all my ways, I acknowledge you. I submit to you. Lord, direct my path. Lord, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make it, but I'm trusting you to hold me, to be with me. Listen to Ephesians 2 and 10 that says we are his masterpiece. We are his creation. He wants to show you up and he has gone before us to make a way for it. Listen what he said. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Wait a minute. I thought he was ahead of us. So how can his goodness and mercy be behind us? Well, let me help you. He got you surrounded. He got you on the front side. He got you on the back side. He got you on every side. I don't know about you, but he got me all wrapped up and tangled up. I'm so glad that there's no area that's not covered by him. So the devil can't touch you unless he goes through God's hands. I'm covered. He's over me. He's 
under me. He's in front of me. He's beside me. He's in back of me. I'm covered. I'm covered. You're covered. You're covered by his goodness, by his mercy, by his love, by his purpose. He got you covered. There's no reason not to trust him. When you really take an honest look and ask him to open up your eyes, even the places where you thought he wasn't, he was there. Can't explain that. I just know that he has shown me that even when I thought he was absent, that when he takes me back and look at it, he was there all the time. Never would have made it. Never would have made it. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, we never would have made it. There's folks who've gone through less that have lost their mind. But God kept you. God made a way for you. God gave you hands of purpose. God did it. Nobody else did it. You wasn't that good. It was his grace. It was his goodness. It was his mercy. It was his love that surrounded you. Today, do you know him? Have you committed your life to him? Have you said to him, Lord, I give you everything. Help me to give you everything. Lord, I don't want to run my own life anymore. He will show you as much of himself as you want to see. The reason why you don't see more is because you really don't want more. <laughs> He's not a respecter of person, which means when he has shown others, he will also show you when you seek for him with all your heart, with all your soul. He's real. And he will show you as you're looking more and more of himself so that your faith will grow, that you'll recognize, bro, you love me, bro, you care for me, bro, you will fight my battles. He will do that for you. Oh, yes, he will. Today, would you say this?